Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, you can visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Luke's English Podcast, the podcast for learners of English. Um, this is Luke speaking. How are you doing? I hope you're well. Now, yesterday, my mum sent me a text message with a photo attached to it, and the, the text just said, have you seen this? And I had a look at the photo, and what did I see? But a picture of my brother in hospital. That's right, you know um, those sort of oxygen masks that people wear when they're in hospital so they can breathe oxygen? He was in hospital, in a hospital bed, with his mask on. He had, like, a drip attached to his arm. And I thought, oh my God, what's happened? So um, I quickly sent him a message, and uh, he was able to use his phone, and he's, we exchanged a few messages. It turns out he fell off his skateboard, didn't he? He fell off his skateboard and he dislocated his shoulder. So nothing too serious, but it was certainly very painful for him. Now, he's 39 years old and he's still skateboarding, which is fine, really. I mean, you know, it's a sport like any other sport. Uh, we might associate skateboarding with something that children do, but actually, these days, it's, it's an adult's sport, isn't it? And it has been for quite a long time. He's always been a, into skating since he got his first skateboard when he was 10 years old. Um, and it's something he does regularly. But he has had lots of different accidents over the years. He's broken his arm he's broken his ankle he's had various sprains and ligament damages he's dislocated his finger um, and now of course he's dislocated his shoulder too so he's been damaged and beaten up a lot by skateboarding but this is the worst one that he's ever had um, so today i decided i'd give him a skype call um, in order to well first of all of course just check that he's okay just uh, make sure that he's feeling all right and secondly i thought well why not interview him about this accident that he experienced so he can tell everyone about it and we can enjoy listening to the story so that's exactly what uh, i did um i decided i'd give him a skype call and you're going to hear the results of that in just a moment so we talk about his accident he explains exactly what happened exactly how it felt and all the details and then we talk a little bit about um, skateboarding and what he loves so much about it and uh, all that kind of thing so you can listen to it in this episode um, this is a skype call so of course it's recorded over skype which is something that people do all the time now of course uh, the quality is not absolutely perfect sometimes um, there's a little bit of disturbance sometimes the reception breaks up a little bit uh, but it's it's never for too long usually it clears up just after a, a few seconds um, but that's it so i hope you enjoy the episode and i'll speak to you again uh, at the end but here you go here, now you can listen to my skype call with my brother about his accident speak to you again soon bye 
Hello, it's me again, and I've just decided, before uh, playing you the conversation, I've just decided that um, since um, recording this interview, I've listened back to it, and I thought, hmm, I wonder if my listeners are going to understand that. Maybe what's going to happen is that they'll listen to some of it, and they won't really understand it, or they won't understand enough to be able to continue listening right now obviously i want you to keep listening that's why i'm i'm doing these podcasts uh but i want to try and help you you know i want to give you some help to allow you to to un- to enjoy it and to learn from it so um what i wanted to tell you is that after listening to the conversation that i had with uh, my brother i um went through the first 15 minutes and um, I've written down lots of the vocabulary that's used uh, I tried to pick out things that I thought that you might not understand or things that a learner of English might have trouble with um, so I've done that for the first 15 minutes I would have done it for the, f- the whole episode but there isn't time unfortunately I, there just isn't time but I've at least um, taken vocabulary from the first 15 minutes And you'll actually find a list of sentences that contains the vocab on the webpage for this episode. Um, But also the next episode of Luke's English Podcast, which I'm going to record in just a moment, will uh, explain all that vocab for you. All right? Okay, so wait and hold on to the next episode and you'll understand the first 15 minutes of this conversation completely um, and also just listen to the rest of it and don't get put off if you um, don't understand everything right um, because you know good learners realize that the best way to use authentic listenings like this is to just keep listening even if you don't understand everything all right if you kind of get if you only understand 50 percent 60 70 percent and you think oh i'm not understanding everything i'm going to stop listening that's not really good for your english you need to uh, put your english under pressure you need to listen to things that you don't completely understand because in that um in that sort of feeling of not understanding everything in that slight sense of confusion that's your brain working it out and that's where you actually learn all right so do keep listening even if you don't understand everything all right so you'll understand the first 15 minutes after i explain it for you but you should also just carry on listening to all of it Uh, and i'll speak to you again on the other side of the conversation all right good uh, that's it then. I won't. Uh, I'll, I'll shut up now, and uh, you can listen to the conversation. Uh, all right. Good. Here it is. Hello. Hello. I think I pressed the wrong button. I don't think you did. Hello. Can you see me? I can see you. Yeah. Uh, can you see okay, me? I'll wait for you to come up now. All right. There I am. Circling there, got got it. Okay. okay. So, hey, how are you? Hello, I'm not too bad, thanks. Um, Considering apparently you you had a bit of an accident recently. Yes, uh, the day before yesterday, I um, uh, came a cropper on my skateboard and dislocated my arm. Disli- my left. Dislocated your left arm. Dislocated so, my shoulder. Okay, so that that means that your shoulder actually. The the arm popped out of its socket, right? Yeah, popped out of the socket, out of the shoulder. Yeah. Oh my god! And uh, how do you feel? I feel okay now. I feel a little bit um, uh, sort of run down. I suppose would be the word. A bit, bit sort of tired and 
achy, but I'm basically fine. Okay, good. So, <laughs> this is the uh, latest in a fairly long line of uh, accidents that you've experienced due to skateboarding, right? I know. I'm 39 now. I probably am too old for it. I appreciate that. Um, but, you know. Okay. I think it's fairly common to pick up some injuries over a long lifetime of, of, of that kind of sport. If yeah. Sport. Can I just close the window? Because there's someone making a bit of noise. Yeah, go ahead. My brother is now closing the window. <laughs> That's the sound. That, ex- that exploding sound was James closing a window. Just the twatty landlord using the garden as some sort of rubbish tip, as usual. Oh, yeah. There was a nice bird singing in the background. That was... Uh, yeah, like bird. Oh, yeah. So, okay, right. Now, first of all, can you just tell us about what happened? What what happened in the accident? Can you just give us the story? Tell us okay, in I some was... in some detail what happened. The pain... Thing, yeah. A, uh, a block sort of bar thing. It's a block with a sort of raised section on top. Okay. So you were, uh, you're, sorry, you were skating on on a block. Well, no, skating it, skating the block, not on the block. What does that mean? I was doing a board slide on it. Yeah, uh, but it kept sticking. So the last, the third time I tried it, I went a bit faster and leant back a little bit more. Yeah. And as I was coming off the block, I sort of landed fine, but slightly on the tail of the board, so yeah. slightly off balance. Mm. And I put my hand down to sort of stop myself falling, but carried on sliding out my feet slid underneath me and i kind of overextended my arm behind my head kind of thing I, i'm not quite sure no, I, I understand exactly what you mean it's like your and arm I, your arm went back yeah i'm kind of slammed down on my my body kind yeah. of my weight kind of came down on my arm um and immediately jumped up and it felt really really weird i didn't feel any pain but it felt all wrong you know mm. and then i realized i felt and i felt something was seriously wrong yeah. And I could feel a kind of a, a shelf almost where the arm, the, the shoulder blade stopped and then there was a two inch gap and then my arm kind of started. Did it look different? Yeah, it looked completely different and it felt completely different. So I knew at that point I dislocated my arm, my shoulder. Yeah. Did it feel, I mean, like um, it must it have felt been- horrible, but to start with, there wasn't any pain. The pain came a few minutes in mm-hmm. after I sat down. And my friends started looking at it, and they phoned an ambulance. Right. I would normally, I have injured myself before, and I don't normally get an ambulance because I think it's a bit wasteful for like a self-inflicted injury. Uh-huh. And I'd normally get the bus or a taxi to an A and E, but this time I thought it warranted it because I couldn't move at all. Yes. Couldn't, so hard to even get up. When the pain arrived, what what was it like? What kind of pain was it? Ex- extreme muscular pain. Mm-hmm. Like when you tear ligaments or if you sprain your ankle, that kind of pain, mm-hmm. but just constant. And there was no way of, there was no way of making it more comfortable because obviously it was out of the socket. So mm-hmm. however you sort of held your arm, it would, uh, it would hurt more. Right. Okay. And so what? The ambulance arrived. Well, my friends brought me a beer. <laughs> Drank that beer very quickly. Yes. And then the ambulance arrived after about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. They got me in the back of the ambulance, put my bag and stuff in the back, and sat me down, had a look at it, cut my shirt off with some scissors. Oh, no. And they were kind of going, ooh, 
which is makes you feel a bit uncomfortable when someone's like wincing looking at your injury you know especially if they're specialists yeah sort of and doctors going oh oh god ooh, look at that ooh, that looks nasty doesn't it yeah it's not it was, very uh, not very uh, promising is it and then they tried to get a, a needle into me for a drip and they couldn't get a vein to to bleed properly so they had to do that three times that's quite annoying wait a minute a drip what's that it's where they put stuff into your bloodstream yeah intravenous it's called so they sort of put a little tube into one of your veins yes so that they can they had hit they had tried to hit three different veins before they found one that worked yeah and then they put some intravenous paracetamol into me which didn't really do anything paracetamol (laughs) no honestly people don't know what paracetamol is trust me paracetamol it's a over-the-counter pain relief pill that you take normally for headaches and stuff all right and you were like have it you was got- a punchline to a joke oh, oh um there is a why joke on no aspirin in the jungle the because paracetamol the- yeah why are there no aspirin in the jungle because the paracetamol <laughs> that- not a very good joke no and they- i'm sure that 90 percent of the people listening to this won't get that joke i'll explain it later joke, a congratulations and b don't worry if you don't find it funny i'll explain it later and then you definitely won't find it funny Mm. Um, right. So anyway, you were like, um, haven't you got anything stronger than paracetamol? Is it? I don't have a no, headache. I didn't, no, I didn't say anything. I just sort of gritted my teeth and, uh, didn't really say a lot really. Just sort of tried to ignore what was going on. And then they drove me with the, the, the woo-woos on. The woo-woos. The, the hospital, the sirens. Yeah. But I couldn't really appreciate it because I was just sort of staring at the floor really feeling a bit sick so you mean normally you would have been like oh the woo woos this is exciting yeah, well, i'm in an ambulance i've never you know i haven't been in one of these before not for a long time anyway but yeah. i really couldn't appreciate it sorry can i just say something i know that you've you've dislocated your shoulder and you're a bit sick but could uh, you stop fiddling with uh sorry that's uh, it's all right so it's what normally happens it's okay just for the benefit of the uh, the listening okay. community. Fair Thank you very much, uh, James. If you could just stop fiddling with things and proceed, proceed, proceed with the story uh, whenever you're ready. Can't remember where we were now. We, were, uh, we got to the hospital. They wheeled me in. You know, you feel like a bit of an idiot being wheeled through mm. people. Ironic, really, isn't it? Considering uh, you did the, the you got the accident by being wheeled uh, around on a skateboard. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Okay, carry on. Uh, some various doctors and nurses looked at me, sort of very calm Indian doctor looked at me and he seemed quite, you know, you know, you can sort of relax a bit when the doctor seems quite in control. Yes. Um, he's told me exactly what would happen. I'd need an x-ray first to check nothing was broken. Then if nothing was broken, they'd give me some more drugs and then put it back in. Yeah. And then give me another x-ray to check that, that nothing had broken while they were putting it back in. Okay. Which kind of made me think it might be quite a painful process having it set back. Right. But anyway, uh, they gave me some morphine. It didn't really seem to do anything, and I was like grimacing a bit. So they gave me some more and air, loads of gas and air, like nitrous oxide. They gave. Wait a minute. They gave you morphine and they gave you nitrous oxide. Yeah, which is what you have at the dentist or you used to do at the dentist. Nitrous you know? oxide is also called laughing gas, isn't it? Yeah. You're breaking up a little bit, actually. The the sound is. I don't know why uh, that is. but You find th- breaking up is very, very hard to do. Yeah, breaking up is very hard to do. Um, uh, that's a reference to an old song by... Name the, name the artist who recorded that song. 
Because breaking up is hard to do. Loads of people did it. I don't know who wrote it. Neil Sedaka. Did he? Are you yeah. sure he wrote it? I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain, but uh, there's only one way to find out. I'm going to check on the uh, magical World Wide Web. There's lots of people have done the song, I know. Um, let's have a little look. Neil Sedaka. It's called Take It Easy on Yourself, isn't it? Take It Easy? No, that's another one. Take it easy on yourself. Because <laughs> breaking up... Up. It's, it's so very hard to do. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. All oh, right. Okay. Well, I was thinking of uh, this, which I'm about to play. Here it is, Neil Sedaka, Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Let's have a little listen to this. Uh, it should start any second now. Oh, now that's, 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 that's your ringtone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's my brother's mobile phone. That's not Neil Sedaka's Breaking Up is Hard to Do. Hello. Yeah, you're right. He's, he's now talking yeah, to Yeah, I'm girlfriend. fine. I'm just on the Skype to Luke. Just chat to Luke. Yeah, I've got your text. So I was going to throw it back in a minute. All right, honey. I'll leave you to it, all right? Your friend's just turned up as well, actually. Okay. Claire's just turned up then. Claire's just turned up then. Okay. All right. See, see you later. Bye, honey. Bye. Oh, it's so sweet. She was just checking I was okay because she sent me a text and I hadn't written back yet. Oh, she was okay. just worried about me because I was a bit sort of groggy yesterday, not feeling very good yeah. together. How do you feel today? Uh, I feel okay. I feel a bit sort of run down, a bit beaten up. Yeah. Um, but fine. Just thankful it wasn't more serious. Yeah, good thing you didn't hit your head. Yeah. Or anything else, or I didn't like shatter my, you know, collarbone or something like that. You know, it would have been horrible. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I was kind of quite pleased when I found out it was a dislocation because it could have been something worse. You know. Yes. Because with a dislocation, once it's back, as long as you don't put it out again, yeah, it's relatively simple. Yeah. It doesn't require operations and things. You, you know, you don't need a cast in, and it's no, exactly nothing's broken. It's it's just some muscle damage and stuff i mean one of my friends recently broke his collarbone and it he showed me the x-ray and it's completely broken oh god Ouch. and didn't operate at the time for some reason so it's worse now and it, it it's going to be very problematic for him yeah so um, it could have been worse okay so you're quite lucky in a way do you think you were lucky or unlucky i've been skateboarding for a long time and it's sort of inevitable that you're going to have some kind of injury in that time okay and uh, you could say it was like um, one thing that I do kind of blame it on is I was in a bit of a bad mood because uh-huh. I went to sometimes I go to the skate park for a bit of peace and quiet you yes. know yeah sort of it's a bit like going fishing for some people uh-huh. you know sort of man time where you sort of don't communicate you just sort of grunt and sort of yeah you know it's kind of therapeutic in a way to just skate around mm. so anyway i was sitting there trying to get a suntan and uh you know in between skating yeah and there's a guy there he's a mate of mine so i'm not gonna mention him by name but he's really always talks all the time you know these people that just don't shut up yes i'm gonna this probably sounds a bit mean for me to say this but sometimes you just want some peace and quiet and yeah he's not someone that talks with you or to you he just talks at you yes you know, and doesn't really even ask your opinion or anything, just talks, talks, talks. And I was like, oh, for God's sake, just leave me alone. Yeah. 
So I skated off, even though I was quite tired, just to get away from him and have some time for myself. Yeah. And I think that's at which point I wasn't, I was a bit tired. I wasn't really feeling it. Mm. I should have probably just gone home. Yeah. And I, I always find I injure myself when I'm not quite in the right frame of mind to skate. Yes. Okay. So it's, so, his, it's his fault then. It's his, essentially, it's his fault. Are you, are you going to uh, are you going to take him to court? Any years? No, I'm just going to silently hate him for the rest. <laughs> okay. Um, so we were talking about breaking up is hard to do. I don't know how we started talking about that. Do you remember? Um. No. No. Okay. Well, anyway, I just thought I'd play some of it just so that uh, the listeners would realise that it is an actual song, all right? And this is it. This is... Uh... And uh, we do quite a bit of this course every week. Okay, there's an interview with Neil Sadaka at the beginning of this video. We don't want that, do we? We don't want to hear his opinions. We just want to hear his singing. You hear this if I play this. Go on. <laughs> Yourself, right? Brothers, oh, breaking up is so very hard to do. Okay, yeah. how about this? This is the Neil Sadaka one that I was uh, talking about. Don't you leave my heart in misery? If you go, then I'll be yeah. blue. Yeah. Breaking up is hard to do. Okay. All right, all right, all right. I'm stopping it. I'm stopping it. All right, God, you were like, okay, just stop it, please. All right. Uh, what's um, that? I'm going to try and find a song that I sampled from that "Breaking Up Is Hard to Do" song. Oh, you you sampled "Breaking Up Is Hard to Do." You you sampled um, the first Take one, the Walker Brothers. Yeah. Take I it easy on yourself. That's an amazing song, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. It's so massive production and like boom, big, big emotional number. The Walker Brothers were incredible. Um, who's the guy? Which Walker was it who went off on his own? This is it. All right. If you recognise the um, the strings. Easy on yourself. Yeah. What, what, what? Can you do a rap on on top of that? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, I, I've got all these tunes and they kind of re require vocals. And I was thinking I could try some vocals, but I'd want to put my voice through like a distortion pedal or something. Yeah. To make it sound really, really rough. Yes. Because I, I wouldn't, I'd want to disguise my voice as much as possible. Well, the, so I might well, try it sometime. The Beastie Boys used to do that, didn't they? Yeah, they used to have a really cheap plastic microphone that they used to sing through. Have you seen that thing? Yeah. Because I've got this bullshit mic that's made out of plastic. <laughs> yeah, so, made, made my first mic in my workshop class. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, but it's like this big plastic hollow microphone, and it's got a really, it almost sounds like you're rapping through a telephone. Yeah. You know, it's that very reduced, compressed, thin, you know, very reduced... Uh, Sound. Very reduced range. Uh-huh. So it's almost like a very compressed mid-sound. I think you can achieve that using GarageBand. Yeah, but it's quite nice to do it, you know, naturally, if you know what I mean, yeah. without using digital effects. Yeah. So we've, we've um, just 
I think we kind of stopped when I was kind of just being wheeled into the hospital, didn't we? Yeah, well, we, what, as far as we got was that uh, they gave you paracetamol and you were like, sorry, but have you got anything stronger? Because that's not doing anything for me. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and, and they said, sure, what do you want? And you said, morphine, maybe a bit, bit of laughing gas? And they were like, they, sure, all right, how much they, do you want? They could tell how much I needed it. I didn't have to ask for anything. They can tell from your reaction how mm-hmm. much you're in. Uh, but, uh, but the morphine didn't really do anything to you. Didn't seem to. Didn't reduce the pain. Okay. So anyway, what? So they took me off for X-ray again with my arm still out, which was quite uncomfortable. Yes. Um, yes. Had the X-ray. Um, oh, um, nothing broken. Good. So they went back. Indian doctor bloke came back who looked a little bit like an Indian version of Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He had a booth on hair, but he had Mark Wahlberg's nose. You know, Mark Wahlberg's quite a sort of like p- slightly piggy yeah. short nose. He had his nose and his kind of general features. And I was tempted to go, mate, do you realise you look like an Indian version of Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> but I thought, nah. <laughs> I won't say anything. Mark Wahlberg, ladies and gentlemen, you know who he is. He's an actor from Hollywood. Mark, he said, right, we're going to give you two more drugs now. One. Is an anti-sickness drug, which just stops you feeling nauseous from the muscle relaxant, which I'm going to give you. Yes. And he said, you will probably pass out and you'll probably wake up and not know where you are. Okay. And you were like... like, Sweet, bring it on. Great. So he shot me up with this transparent gunk. He injected it into you? Yes. Yeah, that's how they do it, isn't it? Right, yeah. Um, So I didn't pass out. I slightly felt a bit, but my pain kind of lifted a bit. Yeah. And he simply took my arm that was dislocated, gently lifted it towards the socket. Yeah. And it just sort of smoothly popped back in. Yeah. Did it make a noise? No, no. But at that point... It's a pity. At that, at that point, my muscles were extremely relaxed. You know, that's yes. what they were before. Yeah. Um, and... He was like, oh, that went in quite easily, didn't it? And I was like, yeah, that's amazing. That's what she said. Anyway, go on. (laughs) So at that point, I had a bit of a nap, I think. I kind of lay there and semi-consciously kind of staring at the ceiling going, oh, thank God, it's back in. And then I took a selfie of myself on my mobile phone. Right. With a gas mask on and everything. Yeah, I've got that selfie. Do you mind if I uh, publish that or not? No, you can if you want to. Are you sure? That's fine. All right, okay. Um, I will geotag it. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll tag. I won't geotag it. Don't worry. Go on. Um, so then I went in for another X-ray and I felt fine then. And I was sort of chatting a bit more. And yeah. And you were like, "Have you got any more? Uh, got any more morphine?" Or uh, no. no okay. um, and then they, as I was wheeled back in from the second X-ray, some other guy got brought in to resuscitation. Yeah who apparently I overheard, I was kind of ear-wicking, which yeah. means overhearing. Yeah. Um, uh, I overheard them saying he'd been in a moped crash and he'd gone over the handlebars a few times. Oh, dear. Because he'd be going at some speed and the bike had rolled, tumbled over on itself. Oh, God. Um, so at that point, I started to feel very lucky to be alive. You know? Yes. And to have a relatively minor incident, a- accident happen to me. Yeah. Because they brought the sheet round, like they do in the films, you know, and they're all holding up blood and plasma and stuff. Yeah. It's about eight people crowded around this bed. I couldn't actually see the bed. Yeah. I could see the tops of their heads, and they were obviously... 
trying to resuscitate him. Yes. So for all I know, that guy died. I really don't know. Oh, God. Um, so, you know, I just kind of felt thankful at that point and kind of started making moves saying, well, sort of saying, can I go, basically? Yeah. Because I'd had enough. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, okay. And they said, oh, you can't walk home. You have to get a taxi. But then when they saw that I could still remember who I was, and they did those tests on your eyes and yeah. said, are you and all this kind of stuff and i was like what do you mean i mean you know what do you mean where i live what do you mean i'm what do you mean i'm d'artagnan from the three musketeers <laughs> like you know stop asking me these stupid uh, questions i've got to go and save the uh the the royal family of paris yeah um that was, a, that, was hum- that was meant to be humorous so i just went home right how did you get home I, I started walking home and then there was a nice smooth bit of pavement so I skateboarded home most of the you way skateboarded home so hold on just stop fiddling for a second oh um, sorry I can't help it it's alright it's, right. it's okay it's fine I'm not I'm not angry because I'm you know you're I've a fiddler you're a, you're, you're a fiddler deep seated psychological problem which causes me to fiddle with things all the time yeah okay and not that what oh not not what Anyway, okay. so yeah, you just, so, so you, you just spent some cans of cider from the shop and took some painkillers and had some cider. Okay, good. Um, all right, and the rest is, as they say, history. Then my girlfriend came home and looked after me and made me eat some food. We ordered a curry. Yeah. And, you know, it was just sort of a try to relax the rest of the evening. Okay. And now you've got to spend six weeks of uh, not skateboarding. Well, yeah, obviously not skateboarding, but right. more, you know, what, you know, more importantly, just resting the arm, not really lifting it above my head. I can't really, if I wanted to dislocate this arm again, apparently I probably could. Really? At this stage, because it's still quite weak. Okay. So don't go to any events in which you'll need to raise your hands in the air. Don't go to any, like, ha- happy hardcore no gigs hands oh. in the air like oh Ow. hand in the air maybe no no um swinging from monkey bars or mm. uh, no repelling or abseiling i sort of i wouldn't imagine yes just got to take it easy do you need anything do you like do you, do you need anything at all i don't know if i can help you but uh do you do you want something do you want some cheese from paris yeah, that'd be nice. You're not allowed to send food through the post, I don't know. I actually don't know if, if I am allowed to do that or not. Uh, we'll see. I've still got your Christmas... Uh, I've still got your Christmas... No, your birthday present. I've still got that. That jumper. Yeah. I've, I've returned it. Got the right size. So uh, I'll send... Large. I'll be sending... Yeah, extra large. I'll be sending that to you. I'd uh, like some... Um, tell you what I like. Armagnac. Armagnac. You mean the alcohol? Yeah. It's a kind of sweet liqueur. It's like a bit like cognac, basically, just a little bit less... I don't know what the difference is. It's like cognac. Okay. All right. Well, I'll... Sort of brandy. I'll look at getting you some almanac, then. Yes. Not almanac, because then you'll end up with an annual. Almanac, that's like in almanac, back, that's back, sort of, back to the Future yeah. 2. It's a sp- or my, my autumn almanac by the Kinks. Yes. We're making references now that uh, most people won't understand, but uh, that's just the way it is, isn't it? um so right are you going to keep skateboarding now is are you going to keep doing it i don't know might give up what would you do if you gave up though what would you replace it with um kung fu yeah could do could do tai tai chi or kung fu or 
white crane kung fu or flying monkey style kung fu monkey take peach yeah that's a move monkey take peach that's uh it's a devastating move that one (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i probably will carry on skateboarding but i'll probably just skate even less than i do now or even even more carefully i'm sure that it's really good exercise i might get into it's good cardio exercise skateboarding Mm -hmm. it's not very efficient as far as which areas you work out but it's good for overall cardio you know you build you get a real sweat on yeah yeah you your body temperature rises you sweat a lot you you breathe very heavily (gasps) you know you're really out of breath which is quite good for you to stretch yourself that way yes yeah 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 i was thinking i might get more into skate photography because that way i can still go skating yeah and there's something to do so i won't feel like i'm just a hanger on yeah and that's what a lot of the actual proper good skateboarders do when they can't skate anymore they get into photography right Yes, I'm already into photography, but I might take my camera down more often and my skateboard down less often. So where do you skate then? Usually at a place called Stockwell Skate Park. Okay, South London. Which is South London, yeah. It's actually Brixton more than it is Stockwell. Can you just tell us a little bit about the place where you skate? I think it was built in around 1977. Mm -hmm. Originally, Um, it's been resurfaced a few times since then. Yeah, I, I understood that um, the site originally was um, where a, a, a German bomb had landed during the during World yeah, War Two. I think that might be bollocks. Really? I quite like that as a story. Let, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. It's not true, I don't think. Oh, okay. All right. Well, if you can choose not to believe this, but I heard that the site was open because there was a there was a, a large area that had been destroyed in the war, and that this was an area like a open area that had been destroyed for a few years after the war. And in the seventies, they decided that they'd use it to make a skate park. Uh, what a lovely story that is! And then all the young people could skate in this uh, place that a, uh, originally a bomb had fallen in. But apparently, that's not true, ladies and gentlemen. What a disappointment! um all right so it's like um it has been there since the 70s though okay it's one of the oldest skate parks in the country it's a, basically a series of concrete uh bowls and ramps and blocks yeah, the original stuff because it's from the 70s because it was a less um or it was more aligned to surfing when it st- first started skateboarding yes so the old skate parks are more curves bumps hips not really hips curves like there's no lips to anything. There's no edges. No edges. It's just rounded, curved surfaces that you can lots glide the, around, like surfing. Lots of, lots of the original bits are like that, but then there's new bits as well. Uh-huh. So the newer bits are a bit more modern. There's a bowl, like a modern-style bowl in one side, and there's a... With, you know, c- coping, a, an, a, 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 an edge, yep. you know, a lip. Yeah. Um, and there's a little quarter pipe, which has got a concrete lip and you know so it's a good compromise between the old style which is pretty much quite rare now yes and some newer elements okay all right and um so 39 uh, but you're still able to skate that's fine when did you start i skate with a guy who's in his 60s as well really so yeah he's 64 i think seriously yeah he skates with his children they're about 15 or something and is he good he's pretty good he's been skating for a long time he just carves really he doesn't really do any tricks he just carves around like a surfer would you yeah 
so he carves around the main bowl and just he doesn't really leave the ground he's always in contact with the ground and he right He's more of a 70. He probably started in the 70s, which is probably why. So he he carves around, so he's not jumping, he's not doing tricks, he's just sort of like gently carving around like a surfer. Yeah, and he's good at carving, though, because that's a skill in itself. There are some modern skaters that can't actually carve. Yeah. Carving means moving around a bowl, always turning. Yeah. Not, not, not kick-turning, but all four wheels on the ground, and it's a skill in itself. Yes. Okay. When did you start skating? Probably when I was about 10 years old. And and why was it skateboarding that grabbed you? Because most kids play football or other sports, but you were you just immediately got locked into skateboarding. Why? Well, we used to, I think you'll remember, we used to play around on BMX bikes and uh, bikes in general and roller skates. And we were into all of those things as kids, as yeah. kids are. But when I first had to go on a skateboard, it was more fun, probably, than those others. I don't really quite know why. Hmm. It was probably more of an exciting sensation. Yeah. And then a skate shop opened near us in Ealing. Uh Can't remember what it was called. Can you remember what it was called? No. It's too long long ago. That's like 30 years ago or something. In the window, they had these really cool skateboards and stuff and wheels. And they also had a little video uh, set up. Yeah, I actually that that used to be the video shop, didn't it? Or or was it the toy shop Giggles? No, that was on the other side of the road. This was something else. It oh. was an actual s- skateboard, scooter and roller skate shop. Yeah, I vaguely remember now. So they showed videos in the window and we used to just gawp what at the videos, staring at them in the street, looking into the shop window. Yeah. And they showed some old skate videos in there. Yeah. And I think the one they used to show was the search for Animal Chin. Yes. Or Future Primitive, one of the very early Powell Peralta videos. Okay. Seeing them really opened my eyes to this amazing... It just looked amazing, basically. And it was also, you know, England can be quite a drab and boring place. Yeah. It looked more like futuristic, or not futuristic, just exciting. Like, there were bright colours amazing graphics mm-hmm. i mean for a kid it's kind of it's it's mind-blowing really because it's like your introduction to another another world another almost. world really cool but i can i can't explain i didn't really know what good music was then i didn't really you know you're a kid yeah. you know and it was kind of like opening your eyes to a whole new load of things that you didn't even know existed. A whole new world, like that kind of thing. Was it that? Was it like a Disney movie moment? You like no, watched no, the videos? No, no, it wasn't. But I just really liked the graphics, the colours, the wheels. The it was like, oh bloody hell, what's this? You know, this is this is better than most stuff around. You know, yeah, it's better than BMXing or, or whatever. It was just, I suppose, exotic and fun and cool. Yeah. I think as well, maybe something to do with, you're you're quite a visual person. You're an artist and a designer and you often uh, draw sketches and things. And I've noticed that you often sketch pictures of people skating, people in different uh, grab poses or whatever. I think there's something about the aesthetic of skateboarding. It looks really cool. It's almost like the aesthetic, especially the 80s stuff. Yeah. Like 50s muscle cars. You know that kind of cool 70s thing? There's, yeah. But there's something about the look of a skateboard itself which is very aesthetically pleasing and it's got a kind of cool 
look to it yeah. and it's an object which is very functional but it's only designed it's not really a practical object is it it's not really something useful it's, it's, something, it's like an electric guitar or a cool car or something like that it's like an object of desire that has no real practical it's, use it's an aesthetic and yet functional item isn't it i can't really put my finger on what why i like it so much but there's just something very cool about that okay all right. I remember that you got your first skateboard when you were about ten. I got. I bought a skateboard of a kid from school for one pound, <laughs> and it was a Vulcan Flyer. Yeah. Made in England with really cheap trucks made out of tin plate. What are what are trucks? They're the bits that hold the wheels on, and they allow the the board to turn. Okay. Um, and it was a piece of junk, and it had been in this kid's garden probably for about twenty years, and it was falling apart. It was like mouldy yeah. and rotten, rotten wood. Yeah, but it was a pound, and that was all I could afford. I think that was my dinner money or something, or my pocket money. Mm-hmm. And I used to ride around like that, loving it. I had a skateboard, you know. My parents were quite disapproving. They didn't really, don't think they really liked skateboards very much. Yeah. And they didn't buy me one for, or us one for quite a while until we kept pestering them. I remember you got into a lot of trouble with uh, Dad um, once because you used to skate in the kitchen. And this, this is something that you continued to do for the rest of your life, skating indoors in the house. And you skated in the kitchen. In the kitchen, we had a, a white rug, you know, like a carpet on the floor in the kitchen and i remember you were you were skating on the rug and this skateboard had black rubber wheels and it left these really horrible black marks all over the white rug and well, and mum and dad saw this and they got really angry dad for some reason didn't really like the skateboard there was something about the skateboard that he didn't like it's in a similar way to the way parents may uh, hate sort of rock music that their kids are listening to and think it's you know going to going to make them uh, drop out of school. There was something about the skateboard that, that mum and dad didn't like very much. Distrustful, untrustworthy, dangerous American. Yeah. But um, the, ro- the roller skates were I okay. think right. I mean, look at me now. I've just dislocated my shoulder, so they yeah. probably have a point. Yeah, but the, ro- the roller blades, they were fine. They were like, in fact, they, they bought us roller skates. We never, we never had roller blades. No. We had roller skates. Roller skates. Let's make that clear. I never wore a roller blade in my life. I'd like to make that very clear do you, do you, that's do you, like a politician i want to make one thing very very clear i have never never worn roller skates with that woman i have here in my hand um a report <laughs> from 1988 which stated that uh, you in fact received a pair of roller blades as a gift from your parents now how do you answer these claims no that's false report because i never did okay all right fine the most, <laughs> the most casual politician ever no nah, it's not true it's no it's, i never it's did not that true i never did do that Let's, i never wore a rollerblade yeah, okay i had right. roller skates roller boots okay so what skateboarders traditionally hate rollerbladers why is that because they're just really annoying yeah i mean it's kind of a joke it's not it's slightly an in joke it's not completely serious but they are very annoying i mean you've seen them haven't you yeah the way they fly around the skate park getting in everyone's way and there's something I think something just ugly about the roller the roller blade. It just looks stupid. Right. And they grab their boots. They do jumps. They grab their shoes. Yeah, it's like with a skateboard when you do a grab, the skateboard's not attached to anything. So in a way, grabbing it is 
either difficult or useful or there's some purpose for You're it. Holding the skateboard. In, in. Holding the skateboard, like, you know, it's holding it to your feet sometimes. But with a f- grabbing your foot, I mean, I, I could jump in the air and grab my foot probably quite easily. Yeah, why are you grabbing your foot? You know, like, yeah. it's like you think your shoe's going to fall off? Yeah. It's pretty stupid. Uh, they're just really annoying. They're the worst, most annoying children, generally, rollerbladers. All right. Okay, so any, any rollerbladers out there, uh, just be aware. Skateboarders, for some reason, don't like you. All right, so it's like football fans, you know. So they've been kind of usurped recently by the Razor Scooter Brigade. The Razor Scooters, these are these little metal scooters. Scooters, because not so much because it's a prejudice, but because they're generally owned by very young children. Right. And the parents of these children think that a good place to take their six-year-old or five-year-old is the skate park. Mm-hmm. But a skate park is not the same thing as a play area or a creche. All right. Or a playground. It's not really designed for under fives or under tens. You have to have a certain level of spatial awareness to be safe in a skate park. Yeah, and people are flying it's, around at speed, dislocating their shoulders. It's not a playground, it's a skate park. So when their parents let their little Jimmy or little Timmy or whatever roll around with no spatial awareness, he's liable to get himself hurt. And you can tell you can say to the parents, look. There's no way of saying it without them taking offence. You say, look, it's dangerous for them to be here. And they say, well, watch out for him then. It's up to you to watch out for my kid. Yeah. You say, well, he has no spatial awareness. He shouldn't be here. This isn't the playground. They get really angry and annoyed with you. Right. And then they're making a point of letting the kid skate into your way. Lo and behold, ten minutes later, this kid gets knocked over because they're not looking where they're going. Mm. And the parent gets really upset. Mm. And you, it's. I've seen it happen many... I've never run into a kid, but I've seen it happen so many times... Right. And the parents don't understand that skate park is not a place for under tens. Yeah, that should be made clear to these parents. There should be a big sign saying, "Just think, <laughs> just generally think." Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Good. So uh, I don't want to exhaust you because I know that you're recovering from an injury, uh, but it's been it's been good to talk to you, and I'm I, I'm sure that all my listeners uh, agree that uh, we we wish you all the best for your recovery, and just take care. All right, don't fall off a skateboard again in the near future. Just yeah, watch right. out watch out for yourself. All right. Uh, what's, that? what's that noise? It's a ukulele. Well, I thought you told me not to fiddle with things and make noise. Good point. Like ukulele. Very good point. Um, <laughs> good point. Well made. Okay. Um, do you have anything else to add before uh, we sign off? Um, can I suggest that your listeners watch the Dave Nielsen section from Speed Freaks? <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Now, is that available as a video on YouTube? Shall I see if I can find it now? Yeah, yeah because uh, if you just say the Dave Nielsen section from Speed Freaks, then they will not understand what you're talking about. I think this is a skate video. Speed Freaks was a skate video produced by Santa Cruz Skateboards from probably about 1989, I think. Um Dave Nielsen was one of their professional skaters who skated for speed. Uh, he, he skated for Santa Cruz Wheels and H Street Skateboards. Excuse me. You sure it's not on um, Hocus Pocus, the H Street video? Of course, I'm sure. All right. Okay. Don't don't get a, don't lose your temper. No, I, I can't find it. I'll have to send you another section instead. I'll have to send you the. Um, 
Maybe the whole thing. Speed Freaks skate video. I remember Speed Freaks. We oh, there's the whole video here, so I'll just send you the whole video. Okay. I remember Speed Freaks. Because and that yeah? explains to you the kind of appeal that skateboarding had to a teenage boy. Okay. And you may understand what, you know, and it's just some cool old school skating from 1989. And it's good music as well. Another thing about skateboarding got me into lots of interesting music that I never would have heard of otherwise. It was mainly American punk music, like, wasn't it? Things like Black Flag, uh, Dinosaur Jr., people like that, which have a big skate following. They're quite well known now, but at the time, in the 80s and 90s, no one around that I knew had heard of them. Yeah. The first time we heard them in 1989 was on this skateboard video, and you're like, what the hell is this music? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, there you go. All right. I remember watching Speed Freaks with you. We used to watch it all the time, because back in you know the late 80s early 90s uh, when we didn't have the internet we didn't have youtube all we had was a bunch of videos in a box so a yeah. bunch of vhs's and we would watch them again and again and again and we had star wars we had ghostbusters uh, we had indiana jones we had all these skate videos so we used to watch speed freaks a lot because it was like the only yeah. the only skate video that we had and uh, i remember all of it i just the whole thing because the the video begins with a bunch of food like being thrown on the floor Remember there was like burgers yeah. and tomatoes and ketchup yeah. and stuff being thrown on the floor over the beginning titles. And then there's a guy, a big fat American guy, who goes, <laughs> speed freaks, and then he burps. It's like, speed freaks, <laughs> uh, and then the video begins, and it's like, um, you know, a bunch of like dodgy American kids who are all like punk rockers, and they're all brilliant. They're all amazing skaters, and the, the whole video is just really cool, really good music. Southern California, and it's all kind of that Californian lights, which you see in all the cowboy movies and stuff. Yeah, and it really look like a bunch of cowboys, basically, or a bunch of punks that their grandparents were probably cowboys. Yeah, you know, and they're just like, the lights, very Californian and yellow, and it's almost it's a very weird. For a kid living in a boring town in England, it looks very cool. For, for, for those people who maybe don't get the references we're talking about, it might help if you think of something like the Red Hot Chili Peppers from 1988. You know, really old, early Red Hot Chili Peppers videos when they're just like these surfer dudes, these skaters and punks who are probably like, you know, doing all sorts of dodgy drugs and things as well. Just this weird alternative lifestyle, uh, which just, it, I mean, it is cool. The videos are amazing, and they're, they're, they were like innovators, man, you know? <laughs> and the graphics are really cool, you know, just everything about it is just super cool for a, a young kid who's probably finds football and stuff quite boring. I was, Which it did. I mean, it was compared to cricket. It was a lot more interesting than cricket. A lot, more, like. a lot more sexy and dangerous. Or uh, rugby. You know, I never really appealed to me any of that stuff. I, I always found it kind of funny that uh, we would watch these videos of these guys in California, these really cool dudes in California skating in these amazing places. And then we would, like, go outside with our plastic <laughs> skateboards in, like, a country lane in the British countryside. And we'd we'll be like... Park. Yeah, we go to the pub car park and roll around on skateboards, and we in our heads it was like California in 1989, <laughs> but uh, in reality it was like Warwickshire, you know, yeah. it, it raining in Warwickshire, exactly drizzling on really terrible concrete and really terrible tarmac, and yeah, we were just yeah, good just times, kids. good times, 
Yeah. Punctuated by periods of deep depression. <laughs> <laughs> That's and a um, poor, res- poor exam results at school. Yeah, let's, let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about that too much. That's another story for another time. Um, well, uh, it's been good to talk to you. I'm glad that you are okay. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that you've been given a, a, a prescription of rather powerful painkillers. They could be more powerful, if you ask me. Really? Uh, they, didn't, they don't do much for me. Okay. They're not sort of giving you a nice warm buzz? Not in the slightest. That's a pity. Because mm. at least if you've had an injury, you know, one of the advantages is that you get some strong painkillers that make you feel well, pretty good. They're quite strong, but they don't really affect me, you know, yeah. so I can tell. I suppose that's the, what they're aimed to do. You're not supposed to get high off them, are you? You're no. supposed to reduce your pain in your arm. It's supposed to just bring you back to normal, I suppose. Um, yeah, but um, that's why I need some Armagnac sent over from Paris. Okay, well, I'll get working on that. I'll go out and find <laughs> you some Armagnac. Um, all right, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you, thank you for having me in your podcast. It's a, uh, it's a, it's, a, it's always a pleasure. And uh, can I just ask how's how's your French coming along? My French is coming along a little bit. It's uh, it's, it's much better than it it, it used to be, um, and uh, I'm able to do various sort of basic things. I'm I'm able to understand a lot more than I could. I was just testing myself the other day by listening to the news on TV without watching the screen, and I understood most of what they were talking about. Uh, but when it comes to me actually having to say anything complicated, then it's just a disaster. Um, I, I I don't know. I feel I'm a, probably a bit of a hypocrite because um, I spend all my time teaching people how to learn a language, and then I don't really do it myself. My my French is not advancing as well as it could be. My excuses are, are getting better and better all the time. Uh, mm. My excuses are coming along really. Oh, good. See, that's good. That's good. Uh, Maybe you should watch more French films without any subtitles maybe i should yeah i should we go to the cinema and watch french films sometimes they tend to be uh they tend to be pretty similar the french films there's all they they they, you can guarantee that there will be certain things in a french film okay let me guess a few okay go on lying around in bed smoking lying around in bed smoking certainly smoking yes and lying around in bed yes good talking about sort of existential you know like why we're here in a cafe they don't really talk about existential why we're here but often that's the theme of the film right it's not directly explicitly talked about but it's just a general existential theme so what about a a man with a bad jumper um being bored just generally acting bored and arrogant yeah very very long scenes uh of domestic situations in which people smoke and have affairs Yes, that, that, I was coming to that. That's yeah. the that's the main thing. It's just people having extramarital affairs. Um, that's it. That every almost every single French film I've seen is about someone having an affair with someone else, and there always will be naked breasts. Always. Oh yeah. I think it's uh, like a government requirement that in order yeah. to get some funding for a film, you have to. Maybe they get tax breaks per per tit. Maybe. That could be it. I think it's that there's a form, an administrative form, that has to be completed before you can get financing for your film. And, it, and it's basically like, okay, I've got an idea for a film. And the, the guy goes, okay, um, tell us... Uh, how many tits are in yeah, it? How many tits was it? Uh, well, two. Okay, good. This <laughs> okay, is that's a good start. This is we a foundation. this theme further. Um, Point out we have excellent tax breaks. If you bring that number above six, we were thinking maybe as well as the breasts, you could have maybe an extra marital affair or two. But okay, fine. Is uh, there much smoking in the film? <laughs> 
Yeah. Have you seen French Connection recently? The French Connection, the old movie, uh, William Friedkin uh, film from the 70s with Gene Hackman. No, I haven't seen it recently, no. I watched it with a commentary recently. I didn't realise how much of it was true. Really? The whole, the whole uh, conspiracy was all true. That it's all a, happened. It's a film about cops in, in Chicago in the 70s. That's no, New York, isn't it? No, it's Chicago, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, because there's that whole scene with the uh, uh, the the raised. Tr- oh, maybe it is New York. I thought it was Chicago because there's a raised it's train track. I think, I think it's New York because they just don't uh, they just don't show any of the big landmarks. I'm going to find out. Hold on a second. French Connection movie location, and we're going to find out in just a second. Uh, oh yeah, New York City, Brooklyn. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I thought it was Chicago, but I was wrong. It's actually in NYC. I didn't realise all of, all of that stuff is basically true. You know that the actor who's in French Connection, Gene Hackman, who's one of the greatest Hollywood actors of all time, he's never made a bad film. No, that's not true. He's made one bad film. All, the, o- all the other films that he's in are all good. Bad films he made? Uh, Superman 4. Oh, I was going to say he's quite good in that. He makes that good. Super, no, no, Superman one and uh, is is great. It's a really good film. He's Lex Luthor, isn't he's he? He's Lex Luthor. Superman four, come oh, on, no, I haven't terrible. seen it. That's seen. the that's the film in which Superman fights a superhero called Nuclear Man. No, it doesn't ring any it's bell. It's awful. It's absolute shite. It's terrible. But the Superman one is great film all round. Superman two is not bad. It's got General Zod in it. Yeah, Superman 2 is great. Superman, yeah, 2. Yeah. Superman 3 is the one with Richard Pryor in it. Yeah, that one's good. That's it's ridiculous, really, but it's quite entertaining. Superman 4 is just plain bad. It's just terrible. But it does have Gene Hackman, and he's always good to watch. Still better than The Dark Knight Rises, though, isn't oh, it? Oh, God, yeah. And it's much better than the, the new Superman film, which is not no, not really satisfying. They, it's involved. a real problem. We could do a whole podcast about superheroes, and we will. Uh, we'll, well, we'll just be us slagging them off for not, nece- not necessarily. Some of the superheroes are great, but um, not like them on paper. I just don't like them on film very often. Um, the Avengers was all right, didn't you see? Did you see that? No, they're not superheroes, though, are they? No, no, not the old Avengers from the sixties, but the Marvel Avengers. Uh, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, um, other people, uh, Captain they America. Film of the thing, yeah. Thing from Fantastic Four, yeah, he's yeah. he's in a he's in a Fantastic Four film or two. Because I like the Thing. Yeah, he's cool. he's like a real New Yorker. He was like me. Yeah, that's like, right. Like, yeah. like me. Look, we'll we'll come we'll come back to the we'll come back to the subject of superheroes in a in a future episode. Okay, let's wind this up. We're going to wind this up, and because I've got to explain a joke that you made, the paracetamol joke, and then we're going to call it a day. And can you link that Speed Freaks video? If yes. You right, you'll find the full thing on YouTube. I need to link Speed Freaks. Um, and what else? Maybe take it easy on yourself. Breaking up is hard to do. Um, okay. And I think that's it, isn't it? Your photo of you in hospital. Um, and I think that's, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, have you enjoyed my stand-up recently? I sent you some videos of me doing stand-up comedy. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah? Really good. You're getting very, very relaxed on stage. A bit too relaxed, maybe. Mm, I think it's good. It sometimes loses a bit of momentum when you're kind of moving between bits and you're kind of going, ah, doing a bit of an Eddie Izzard and kind of 
sort of you're breaking up repeating the subject almost you're breaking up i can't um i'm losing you hello no let's just say goodbye okay you've become a kind of robot an android a dalek or something are you still there i think he's gone yeah yeah you're there goodbye then communications have broken down here at luke's english podcast we're experiencing some technical difficulties just bear with us uh for a moment um, as soon as james is back uh we'll say goodbye to him and then that will pretty much be the end of the podcast james are you still there no i think we've lost him I'm okay. bye. Bye. bye all right okay he's gone so ladies and gentlemen that's the end of this episode of luke's english podcast um, a conversation with my brother in which he told us all about this uh, injury that he experienced um right so i have a joke to to explain we talked about paracetamol paracetamol is uh, a painkiller it's a common painkiller that you buy over the counter you can just go into a chemist and buy it uh, it's a painkiller if you've got a headache for example paracetamol okay another um common painkiller is aspirin aspirin oh he's coming back hello hi hello okay you just wanted to call me back to say goodbye oh no i've lost him again oh dear hello no he's still there if we were in south korea goodbye 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 hi hi and goodbye all right Okay. If we were in South Korea, that wouldn't happen because they've got amazing internet. Um, so anyway, paracetamol, it's a painkiller. The other painkiller is called aspirin. Very common. Okay. Now here's the joke. I'll tell it to you. You probably won't understand it. Then I'll explain it. And then you'll just go, oh, okay. Thank you. Right. So why are there no, why are there no aspirins in the jungle? Because the paracetamol, the paracetamol. Oh dear. Okay, the parrots eat them all. Parrots are birds that live in the jungle. Uh, there are no aspirins in the jungle because the parrots eat them all, which sounds a bit like paracetamol. Yes. Um, all right, on that bombshell, it's time to wish you all a fond farewell, and I'll speak to you again soon. Send me your emails and comments and things. I'm always glad to hear from you. Um, and uh, and that's it for now. All right. So take care and uh, speak to you soon. All right. Good. Bye then. Bye, 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 bye. It's not actually goodbye yet because uh, I haven't finished, actually. I just wanted to say a couple more things. One of them is uh, well done for listening all the way to the end of the episode. Brilliant. Well done, you. You are one of those clever, extra special listeners. Well, either you're an extra special, clever listener who realises that you should keep listening even if you don't understand absolutely everything, but you should just push through that barrier and keep listening because it's better for your English either you're one of those people or you just found it interesting and worth listening to and you're able to put up with the things that you don't understand um either way you know nice one basically um what's the other thing i wanted to tell you that's it i wanted to just remind you that um i will be 
uh, in the next episode going through a number of bits of language from the first 15 minutes of this interview with my brother, okay? So you can expect that to come up um, on the internet in your iTunes, on your RSS feed, or however it is that you choose to um, listen to Luke's English podcast, you'll find the next episode to be a sort of summary of bits of vocabulary, key bits of language from the first 15 minutes. All right, so that's it. And this really is goodbye for this episode at least. Um, For now. All right, good. All right then. Bye, 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 bye. You have been listening to Luke's English Podcast, the jazziest podcast on the internet. If you'd like any more information about the episode that you've just listened to, simply visit teacherluke.wordpress.com. And thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.